Well, good morning. It is Thanksgiving Day. I hope you're having a great morning. I'm just spending a little time in God's Word this morning being thankful. I pray you're with family and friends today. I pray you're encouraged. And remember to always be thankful for all the good gifts God has given us, not just on Thanksgiving, but every day. So I pray that you're thankful. I am very thankful for my family and the many good gifts God has given me today. And this morning, I'm not going to talk about Thanksgiving. I just wanted to mention it because this is a day that we celebrate as Thanksgiving with friends and family. Um, And we should be thankful for the many good gifts God gives, particularly salvation. The greatest gift God has given us is our salvation in eternity with Him. And that is what I'm going to talk about today. A few days ago, I tried to record this and had some trouble. And so I'm redoing it a little bit differently. But I do want to mention we are always to be thankful for everything God gives, especially our salvation in eternity with Him in heaven. Now, there is a very abhorrent doctrine (laughs) that runs around today, and it's called universalism. And basically what it teaches, whether directly or indirectly, is that everyone, everyone will go to heaven or everyone will have an opportunity to go to heaven even after they die. It is a terrible doctrine and it is not necessarily modern. It's been around for a long time and there's some modern books that talk about it. And I'm not going to talk about those books in particular. You can do your own research. There's many books on universalism. There's many teachers that teach either directly or indirectly those kinds of things. I'm here to talk about what the Bible says and if that's true or if it's not true. Is there any part of universalism that can be true? In other words, is it possible... Is it possible to live in our sin our whole lives and then after we die, go to hell and somehow we get a second chance to be in heaven with Jesus Christ and with God? Is that possible? It's okay to ask the big questions and it's okay to ask taboo questions. God's not afraid of the big questions. He's not afraid of the taboo questions. We should ask them. And I'm going to tell you quite honestly, one of the reasons some of the books and the movies that circle around, whether they say it directly or not, circle around this idea of universalism, that everybody gets to go to heaven, everybody gets to see God, no one goes to hell, there's no such place as hell, or no human will go there for eternity. These kinds of ideas. The reason we have that stuff is because, number one, it's because of false teaching, but it's also because sometimes we don't teach things that are difficult, that are emotionally hard to deal with, and the doctrine of hell is very difficult to deal with emotionally. You're talking about eternal punishment. That is the most difficult topic to deal with, but the Bible talks about it. Over and over and over again, Jesus talks about it in the New Testament repeatedly. And he is our example. So we should talk about it too. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it. And when we don't talk about it, it gives rise to these kinds of heresies. Clearly, the Bible does not teach universalism. But what does it teach? And there's many different scriptures you can look at. I'm going to read, actually, in Revelation today. 
You can look at actually Luke 16 and many other places in the parables and other places where Jesus talks about heaven and hell. But I'm going to read in Revelation, another place where you t- where it talks about the dead are judged and we will be judged. There is an appointed time where God separates. He separates. There is a appointed time for him to do that. And everyone does not go to heaven. The Bible does not, does not teach that. Now let's go to the scripture. I'm going to start actually in Revelation 20 verse 7. When the thousand years are over, Satan will be be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations into the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. In the number there, like the sand of the seashore, they marched across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of God's people, the city he loves. But fire came down from heaven and devoured them, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, what does forever and ever mean? It means eternity. Forever and ever means just that. Continuing on. Then I saw a great white throne and him who is seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence and there is no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and the books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name, listen, if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now, a few verses ago, about verse 10 or so, what did it say? Uh, It talks about the devil being thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and false prophet had been thrown, right? They were tormented day and night forever and ever. And this is not the only place it says that there is eternal torment, a place of eternal torment. It's not the only verse in the Bible that says that, but it certainly says it here. And then down in verse 15, if anyone's name was not found written in the written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So either there is eternal punishment or there isn't. Okay? We don't need to be indirect. The Bible is clear. The Bible is very direct. Jesus Christ in his teaching in the New Testament is very clear. He's very, very clear. There is a place of eternal torment. If our name is not found written in the book of life, we will find ourselves in that terrible, terrible place. It is not a friendly conversation. It is not something good necessarily to talk about. No one wants to say that to someone. No one wants to teach that, that there is a place of eternal torment. 
But there is, the Bible tells us so, God Almighty in his revelation to man has given us that truth. Jesus taught about heaven and hell over and over and over in the New Testament. We should take it very seriously on this day to be thankful for all the good gifts God has given. And we should be so thankful for the salvation we have and we get to spend eternity forever and ever with him if we know him. If we've given our life to him. But if we haven't, there is something much different. There is something much different. And it isn't necessarily our place to question. It's fine to ask questions. It's fine to ask questions. But we don't necessarily know why God created the system we have of heaven and hell. But it is what it is. His word says that's what it is. Says if we don't know him, there is eternal punishment. If we don't call on God and the sacrifice his son made to save us from our sins, there is eternal punishment. And I'll tell you. And listening to debates about universalism and things of that nature, the one thing they cannot argue against and try to do away with is this whole idea of hell, of eternal punishment. And the way they get around it somehow is saying that, well, maybe some people go to hell, but then they still get a second chance. The Bible does not teach that. Now, I'm going to read just a little excerpt because I know our time is short today. This is called Concise, Concise Theology by J.I. Packer. And he talks about many things in this book. Uh, but there is a section, if I can find it here, on hell. The title of it is, The Wicked Will Be Banished Into Eternal Misery. Not a happy thought. But again, if that's what the Bible teaches, then it's true. And this is what he says. The sentimental secularism of the modern Western culture, with its exalted optimism about human nature, its shrunken idea of God, and its skepticism as to whether personal morality really matters. In other words, its, de its decay of conscience makes it hard for Christians to take the reality of hell seriously. The revelation of hell in scripture assumes a depth of insight into divine holiness and human and demonic sinfulness that most of us do not have. However, the doctrine of hell appears in the New Testament as a Christian essential and we are called to try to understand it as Jesus and his apostles did. The New Testament views hell as the final abode of those consigned to eternal punishment at the last judgment. Now he goes on on the next page to say this. Scripture envisions hell as unending. And he references Jude and Revelation 20, which I have already read. Speculations about a second chance after death or personal annihilation of the ungodly at some stage have no biblical warrant. No biblical warrant. And that's J.I. Packer. Now listen. This is clear in Scripture, okay? So a lot of people who may have a very good theological, biblical background are going to say, you know, what's the big deal? Why are we even talking about this? And that's a good question because the Bible is very clear. There is a heaven and there is a hell. 
If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, yes, you are going to paradise, to heaven, to be with God forever and ever and ever. But there is a hell. There is a place of eternal torment if you do not know God. And when we teach such an abomination, and it is an abomination, as there is no hell or there is no eternal punishment... When we teach that, it is very, very dangerous. You're playing with the eternity of someone's soul. It is very, very dangerous. And we should take the opportunity to speak the truth. The best thing we have is not speaking against people, but speaking the truth. And the truth is, the reality is, there is a heaven, a place with God forever and ever and ever. And that is the source of great joy and happiness for the Christian because we will spend eternity with God Almighty. But it is also true that if we do not know him, as it says, anyone's name not found written in the book of life, he is thrown into the lake of fire. That is not a pretty picture. It is not happy. It is not good. But it is what the Bible says. And I'm not necessarily here to argue with the universalism, universalist, but I am here to tell the truth because I think that is the best thing to do. That is the best way to get rid of the heresies that we have is to tell the truth. What does the Bible actually say? What does God say? What did Jesus Christ say? What did God reveal in his word as the truth? And the truth is, there is a heaven. Thank you, Jesus. And there is a hell. We don't get to decide those things. God has given us things in his revealed word, and we are to believe them in faith. There are many, many people in this nation who do not believe that. They believe there are multiple ways to heaven if they believe in a heaven and hell at all. And in many ways, hell has been extinguished from teaching. It has been extinguished from the common Christian language. Not for everybody, of course, but in many circles it has. And it allows these heresies to arise. So I'm here to say something very simple. Let us be thankful today and every day for the great salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ by the blood of the Lamb God has given us. He has given us the opportunity to be redeemed from our sin and spend eternity with Him. But we should also be somber in the fact that not everyone will go to heaven. Not everyone will go. Heaven and hell are real. They are real and they are eternal. Let us always speak forth the truth. Be thankful today. Be thankful today that there is a God in heaven who calls you to live a great abundant life now, but also in eternity with him. Let us not be foolish to think there's going to be second chances after this life. Our chances now 
Call upon God if you do not know him. And do not listen to the lies of universalism. God loves you. But you must make the choice. You must listen to the call of the Spirit and make the choice to make him Lord of your life. There is a hell. But he has sent his son and saved us from it. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.